else. What is it saying? This is a family show. Greetings, Poke Pals, and welcome back to AOS Airwaves. My name is Gibbles and Bits, and with me is my best friend in bot lane, bro, Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd, how you doing today, my man? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. It's a it's a new week. Uh, we got we got all the Pokemon Unite uh, past primates practice uh, in this next uh, next week. I'm really excited for it. Uh, me too. Me too. I've been, I've been loving Unite recently. Uh, lots of crazy things going on. In fact, you know we're <laughs> We're gonna squeeze in a a little uh, quick episode. This was the this was the fastest we could get it turned around, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but we're doing a, a shorter episode today, and then we'll be doing a more longer form, like with you know our traditional sort of like more goofy, fun, um, you know, topics and and whatnot. I think next episode uh, we'll get that out in, a, in another week or so. Um, but we're gonna do a who's that Pokemon. Uh, so go ahead and rev up your your. Uh, fan-made uh unite license uh creations uh or theory crafts because uh, we love to see them get real creative in fact you know what i'm gonna call this out i would love to see uh a gen 9 uh fan-made uh submission so um who's gonna come through our, yeah yeah who's gonna come through you can jump in our patreon uh next excuse me not patreon discord and uh, drop those. We have a channel specifically for that called Who's That Pokemon? So you can drop those in there. But yeah, short episode because new new character, big balance patch, lots of tournaments. It's getting wild. Yeah. So we uh, one thing we've been trying to improve on, we've called out to ourselves that we wanted to be better yeah. about is when they release new mons into the game. And uh, we've got updates that are impactful and relevant that we need to be putting out our episodes a little sooner after those changes happen so that way we're still relevant (laughs) we've had too many lost episodes in the past couple of months where we're like well it's not relevant anymore but we recorded it so we might as well release the content (laughs) here you go have fun with our old takes that don't matter anymore we're doing our best yeah yeah (laughs) we have full-time salary jobs (laughs) yeah i I blame i blame the holidays santa has a wife you know (laughs) santa claus chris kringle this is your fault um, that's right <laughs> but yeah so so Debian, what have you been playing right now in unite what have you been enjoying so here's a, an interesting thing um at least for the short term within our team i actually have switched positions uh for the for the near term future um mm-hmm. with some of the tournaments we're going to be competing and normally i typically play that sort of uh tanky initiating support or defender um, that's something I I've always done and have always played that since the game dropped things like Wigglytuff, Snorlax, uh, you know, Mamoswine, uh, Mr. Mime, all that stuff. And I love those, but, uh, just based on where everyone's expertises are lining up and, uh, and whatnot for the next couple months, I'm actually going to be playing that like position three bot lane, uh, attacker, you know, so, uh playing the the a9s playing mew i think mm-hmm. that's mostly because i'm the only person on our team that plays mew i think uh, and plays really mew good well. right now right like well, i would, yeah, be, yeah, so, yeah. I I would mean, be so much more committed to playing mew if he wasn't such a burden to try to play on mobile on mobile yeah it's it's, a it's so hard 
Yeah, playing on Switch is is an advantage in this situation. You you, you just click uh, you just click through those 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 move swaps just yeah. with ease on on yeah. Switch. You just can't do that on mobile. Mm-mm. You'd you'd really can't. So so partly I think mostly because of Mew, uh, I, I've gotten moved to this uh, <laughs> to this new role. But you know what's great about it is that it's a new challenge that I'm really excited about. I think not going to say I. I had nothing to learn on those other characters, but you know, you get to a level of proficiency. You've played 300 games on Wigglytuff and you're like, okay, I I've, I've got it. You know what I mean? Like, can I always improve? Sure. But only in like small increments, you know? Uh, and when you switch positions and you're playing, you know, the, you know, Sylveons and, and stuff like that, uh, you, you've got a lot to learn. You've got the little things to pick up on and you're coming in with an insight from a position that, you know, okay, I, I'm used to protecting these goobers. What do I wish that they would have done differently uh, based on what I did, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so tough. It's but, a, and with, with that change of your, your position, it's also due to some exciting news that we've had um, some trials recently. We've also had some, yeah. some new additions to our past primates um squad so roster yeah to our roster so shout out i know there's more than this so i apologize anybody i don't name but just a couple that we know we've been playing with i mean shout out to pause who's been here for a while dark pause uh, yep. but also shout out Cosmo. and welcome to elder and to relax as well who uh have, have joined us kind of out of the blue and have been, have made a nice impacts on the team and with some of their specialties has mm-hmm. allowed you the the position to kind of free up and play some some damage which is which is great so um but let's get into a little bit more of the meat of our segment here, mm-hmm. and with the re uh, with the release of Confe. Com- hold on, though, you didn't say what you've been playing. Wow. I mean, I know what you've been playing. But I've been playing Confe. No, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I do have to. Okay, we'll backtrack real quick. I do have right. to say, we have got. I've had the the joyful opportunity recently to play quite a bit of my favorite character in build, but in a competitive piece of hurricane surf cramorant uh-huh. you and i have played mm. some in on ladder as we've been trying to when we, we finally got to a point where we're like yeah let's we need to get a little we need to get up into masters it's we not rank up yeah it's not that it's <laughs> like hard to do necessarily for us because we're pretty much hitting masters every season it's just with our time commitment the new season drops we, we were only get really de-ranked. practicing in five stacks and and we were only pretty much playing when we'd five stack and so we were like you know what we need to we need to just take a minute and rank, rank ourselves up a little bit right so so with the with the d rank when the new season starts we weren't on the the initial boat of everybody who was in masters just getting back up to masters so it feels like we've kind of hit a lag where we've are not playing with the best players the ones who either aren't masters players truthfully from a skill perspective or also are lagged and we're getting this big variance in our teammate skill level yeah. but uh, yeah. we we found a duo q kind of combination we went back to our roots and right. it was season ins- two it was okay. an insane win rate <laughs> i mean we had one day where i was playing her hurricane surf cram and uh, you were playing icicle crash high horsepower mamoswine yep and mamo's in a great place and i think Cramoran has has a really high win rate, but not on necessarily on this build. But we went seven and zero in one day in ranked, yeah. and then the next mm-hmm. day I think we went six and one. one, six and one, seven and one somewhere in there. Yeah, um, on the same build as we were kind of approaching approaching masters. So uh, it's it was it was pretty great, and it actually spawned us being able to play some of it in our five stack in in past well, primates. I, I think it's I think, it went, okay. I think it's important to clarify. Um, it's not full damage cram 
This is no, this is a good that, clarification. Go ahead. This is something that I've been I want to say I've been innovating it for a long time, but I've only ever convinced people to do it like recently because pros started doing it. But putting low uh evo um as in like low level evolutions and stuff like that uh attackers giving them an experience share or or attackers that don't evolve right so giving them an experience share in lane and playing them as a high damage usually pretty decent cc pseudo support so like we've been seeing you've been seeing this like uh i think the asia league has been like occasionally there's teams that are putting a support mew out there like a mew with double glasses and an xp share why because it doesn't have to evolve so it'll never get stuck at a at an evo level and two because it gets its ult at eight and it is super high impact from jump so it's not like it needs a and you know to get to to rush to five to be useful it's useful right out the gate and mm-hmm. so is cramp absolutely I also feel like we find out new information about how XP share works every week. Like the, oh, the, yeah, it's the, constantly. Yeah, the, the thought process or, or what everyone thinks and that XP share does. Like, oh, no, I have my, if I'm wearing, if I have XP share on, my partner has to be the one to last hit it for us to get the kind of the full benefit of it is that gets not rewritten. True. And yep. we find out, no, that's actually not true. Either of you can get the last hit and you still get the full benefit of it. And we find out new rules around uh, even the levels of like how much XP you're getting and it's better than you think. So XP yeah. share is widely considered one of the best items in the game right now where oh, it, it, was, it, was tr- it was literally trashed here not more than a couple months ago once they realized, oh yeah, it was a bug fix that's been there for like nine months. Great. Yeah. So now that that's actively working the way that it should have all along, XP shares all over the place. And I think it's a fantastic thing that it is. But running XP share on Cram has been really helpful because it's been i'm playing it as a support so it's a lot of cc and not necessarily to try to secure kills hurricane surf and and like listeners um understand that like while gibby and i are not pros by any means okay uh gibby's a really sick cramorant just a sick twisted evil uh cramorant that just never seems to miss a hurricane <laughs> like ever it's crazy this dude's got the the skills on uh on cram and so i feel like it sort of overperforms in that way but what was so cool is that like gibby's playing his best character i'm playing mamaswine one of my best characters we're sitting in a lane together and whereas mamaswine is really good early but i think that like he right now has the potential to do really high level damage numbers um and he's so aggressive the XP share from Cram vaults me up such that, like, I was getting my ultimate before um, 720Bs, like, most games in lane, because we'd stomp it so hard, uh, and the two abilities layer so well. So this is a classic combo we've uh, played for, you know, a ye- over a year, um, but in a new way, which is really kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Rapid Fire Scarf on Mamo, a- XP share on... Um, cram just a new spin on it which was neat yeah so between cram and then all the supports uh we'll talk about some of the the buffs that some of the supports got with this new patch it's Mm -hmm. uh me kind of being a support man at this point for our five stack is i there's a lot of really good supports out there right now which is a fantastic place for the game to be in in my opinion so um, yeah. I've I'm the doors are wide open for me as a support main. <laughs> lots of lots to do, which you couldn't say necessarily. Uh, you know, six months ago, I felt like the support 
uh, environment was in a weird spot, but uh, not anymore, baby. Yeah, we were calling so, for more supporters or better supporters, and yeah, we got a new one, that's for sure. Yeah, let's talk about it. So Comfe uh, dropped last Wednesday, uh, and a weird mix of response. In fact, I think the jury is still very much out on this Pokemon even amongst our own team, there are varying opinions on how good is Comfey. So obviously anybody listening to this likely knows uh, what Comfey does. But just as a overall summary, uh, it attaches to an ally and while it's attached, can't be hit. Um, and from being attached to an ally, it's able to heal and do a little bit of uh, damage and a little bit of CC. Um, but only if you do this little mini game of running around and collecting flowers uh, will you actually be able to put out numbers that are at all worthwhile. If you ignore the flower collection, you're going to be very minimal in terms of like your healing and, and, and uh, damage numbers. Um, it's a really unique Pokemon. And I think it's fair to say it's one of the absolute worst Pokemon to play solo because it requires a ton exactly. of coordination and your teammate who you're equipping uh Comfe to and you're attached to like a little backpack, a little flower backpack, like y- y- they have to be good. I think more of it is a flower hula hoop. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. It's around yeah. the waist like a belt, <laughs> a little, but it's but a it's there's would space. It be something if if it, if it actually like spun around like a hula hoop as they're walking everywhere. <laughs> that would be fantastic if That'd it if there funny. were like there are there are so many options for cool animations that they could eventually give Comfe with a um, a cool, like, kind of like out of this world or really, really creative. Oh yeah, skin, the, like a skin that does cool things when you're equipped to them, and like sweet little rings of of different energies or whatever. Yeah, I think there's a lot you can do with Comfe's uh, outfit, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, I yeah, but Comfe has you got uh, it. I did. I I saved up. Not uh, I have been holding on to gems. I bought a gem package. I'll say six months ago, eight yeah, months was... ago. And I've been holding on to the gems from that for quite a while. And I was waiting for a drop that I was going to find important that I wanted to play Mm -hmm. um, to spend the gems on upon a a new character's release. And I picked Comfey as that. And it really had nothing to do with any perceived perceived power level or strength coming out the gate. But it was more or less my excitement for the character. Yeah. And can I just add here really fast? Because I said I was going to do this last episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be as fair and non critical of the dev team as possible. Give this new um, uh, man- uh, project manager, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. his title is, give yeah. him a shot, a fair shot. And let me just say while Comfe was gym locked, they handed out uh, tr- three day trials of the character the first week. So anyone who wants to try Comfey and was, is planning to buy it with gold can do that and still play it that first week. And, and there's a little skill tree that you, you know, just not skill tree, but like um, rewards tree by logging in, you can actually get two of these pretty easily. So you could, for the first week, ostensibly play Comfey six of the seven days. For free and try it out. And then the gem lock goes away and buy it with gold. It's solving their own problem, which I've criticized them in the past before, but, but I'm, that was a good move. And I would work towards the right solution. No, seriously, that, that is a, that is a solution 
that I'm very, very pleased with um, because it functionally solves the issue uh, of the gym locking um, in a way that's still like, yeah, you have to log in to get these little Unite license expansions. But if you were just going to sit there and wait to spend the gold on it, it's functionally you're able to play it just like you were before. I think that was a very uh, a good a step in the right direction. I just wanted to really quickly mm. be that objective praising them for that. So, yeah. Now, your experience on Comfe. Give me the rundown. I I did I was the recipient of Comfe more often than not. <laughs> right. You you were wearing the hula hoop. I was wearing the hula hoop. So, so give me your impression of playing Comfe and then I'll give you the impression of having Comfe attached. Yeah. So, so there's kind of two builds that have have spawned off of off of Comfe so far. There's the healing build and your first move that you get at level 4 being floral healing or sweet kiss kind of determines really early what your objective is going to be as the care as the as the support character because they are so different the floral healing is exactly as it sounds it is literally all about healing and is keeping your team alive and it's this fun mini game i'll kind of talk about this build in its entirety first because i think that's maybe the better way to do it so i'm going to pair floral healing and magic leaf which you get at level six together uh magic leaf and floral healing really do provide you, and as in my opinion, my preferred build, I think provides you a, a good amount of flexibility. Uh, you're still doing some decent damage because you can trigger the magic magical leaf to kind of do this auto-targeting damage where these leaves just kind of come out. It's got a 10-second cooldown, but you're also not upset about that because your main objective as the character is not to be get, securing kills or doing that much damage. So if you, if you had a 10-second cooldown on a damage carry, you probably wouldn't be very happy about it if it wasn't producing a lot for you. But Floral Healing only has a five-second cooldown, which is great because that means you're doing a lot of healing. So Floral Healing, you're you're doing this mini game where you're bouncing onto, onto to whoever you're attaching to, doing this healing at a good time, bouncing off, running through the tall grass because it resets your flowers faster, and then bouncing back onto someone and doing more healing. The criticism is that Floral Healing should do more healing that the numbers are not great. What's what is should be said, and this is part of the argument for those who think that maybe Comfey is in a better place than the perceived value of some other people who don't think that's in a good place. Is if you heal someone, if you use floral healing on a teammate that is at full health or close to full health, it'll heal them the rest of the way up to their bar, and then it'll give them an overshield. So shields are not counted as part of the stats towards the end of the game. So that is something that isn't accounted for in the necessary numbers. Do I personally feel like it's doing a good amount of healing? I consider it close to maybe what Clefable was like beforehand. Now, I know the numbers don't compare to, and when I say beforehand, Clefable got a buff in this recent patch, which we'll talk about. But do I feel like the healing from Comfey is comparable to Clefable? Not necessarily in the amount of healing, but it scales like it. So when you get to moon, when you're using moonlight on Clefable and you get to moonlight plus, you can see a very stark difference in the amount of healing that you're doing with moonlight plus. It scales quite heavily. When you get to floral healing plus, you really feel the healing. The only difference is, and I think maybe what, why I wish it would do more is because with someone like Clefable on this moonlight, you are doing AOE healing. You can heal multiple teammates at the same time as long as you're within your radius Comfe only allows you to heal one at a time which hurts its overall numbers it's never unless it's 
doing more than like what an AOE, AOE healing move would, you are never going to heal as much when you have to reset your flowers. That takes time and effort to do and a little bit of skill as well to not also get caught out and killed after you jump off of a teammate to then jump back on. But between the healing, I think the healing is still there. The healing is still good. And you're also invulnerable essentially, or you can't be hit while you are attached to somebody. And there is value in that as well. Now I'll talk about the other build real quick. The sweet kiss and grass knot. Sweet kiss is a really interesting ability just because it draws enemies in, which I think there are less mons in the overall mon pool that that's a good thing. Not every character wants to see their enemies close to them and wants to see all of their enemies like within kind of this melee range. Like you wouldn't jump on a Delphox and then use Sweet Kiss and draw somebody into your face because you don't want them taking all of that damage and then turning around and being smacked to where they may, may not be able to get away. But you would, however, draw somebody in if you're attached to a Garchomp who is then smacking away with their razor with their razor hands and dealing all of this damage as intended as you when you play Garchomp. So I think Sweet Kiss requires a bit more of a... The radius is pretty good on it, and the, the dragon is pretty solid. I think it does have some viability, but it's going to have to be really, really coordinated. Grass Knot does some decent damage. You send out these kind of this vertical line attack, and if you end up hitting two, two opponents, they end up like switching places. It does kind of some cool ability with that, but it is hard to land, especially because you cannot predict your whoever you're attached to's movement. So you may shoot it out and they've, they've jut left and now you've missed your entire ability and it's got an eight second cooldown on it. So I think grass knot could use some upgrades to its control mechanics and, or maybe even just like the, like widen the radius in which it hits to make it a little bit uh, fail safe, make it a little bit um, movement proof of, of whoever you're kind of being attached to. But I think my overall impressions of Comfey are it's super fun. The mini game of having to jump off of your opponent and go through the bush and jump back onto somebody and save them with some healing is fantastic. I actually really enjoy it. And I think there is a high skill cap on being able to play Comfey well and effectively and raise the ceiling of it. But I think that there is some improvement in the numbers that could be made in the amount of healing to make it more viable because of where the other supporters are in the game right now. It just doesn't feel like Confei is doing enough. That's my opinion. What would you say, DBN, about Confei from your perspective, having receiving the healing? Yeah, so it's an interesting situation. I I am in the minority amongst our team that isn't impressed with Confei. So uh, it should be noted, uh, again, my team is full of great players and smart people. And so I'm in the minority here. <laughs> um, but where I land with this is that I think that there's not enough function um, for taking a slot away from a different healer. That, that, that's where I'm landing, right? Clefable has a game warping uh, a move in gravity that turns off half of the carries in the game, right? You can't dash wow it's huge it's and it's even better now right blissey has one of the strongest support unite moves uh in the game and phenomenal option between healing and cc removal wow hard to compete with that even eldegoss is able to put out great damage numbers 
you know, and still heal. So like it's a tough and has a securing unite move, right? <laughs> um, so it's, in my mind, I look at it and I go, "Damn, it's hard to compete with these other guys," and you're taking up that slot. Like like you know, we've talked forever about the jungle slot. Like, oh, it's another jungler. How does it compete with the, the you know, so many other junglers in the game, right? Um, but I'll say this about uh, Comfe. The the core conceit of the character is that unlike every other support in the game, you will never die first. Like in a team fight, you'll never drop first. So the damn the healing numbers aren't super impressive. And I'm in corp. I I am saying this with the knowledge that the shielding isn't counted, uh, because I I don't view that as particularly valuable numbers. It's it's it would be garbage time points effectively anyways because like you could give us very small like the shielding is not that great you could give a shield right before a fight but it decays very fast if it didn't decay so fast i would i wouldn't criticize it but like the the overshield decays after like three seconds or something like that so um if you could go into a fight with extra health and the shield was like oh man like i'm going into this fight with like a shield that doesn't decay that like like temporary hit points in D D, that would be sick uh, but that's not how it works, right? Um, and and the other thing I'll I'll say too is like that again. Like I said, the best thing about it is that you're really hard to to kill until everyone else is dead. You will almost always be the last person to drop in a team fight, which gives a lot of value, right? It means that you're always going to be jumping around, trying to help and trying to be useful. And I think the 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 best case scenario is a is putting it on things like a Garchomp, a Water Bear, uh, you know, putting it on a Zarina or something that's really just jumping in and needs that little bit of extra CC and a little bit of extra healing um, for it to pop off. Comfey takes a carry, specifically a carry that wants to be in the mix, and elevates it to like 130% of its, of its optimal power but sacrifices the other 70% of what another Pokemon could be. That's not wrong, because sometimes there's hyper-carry where just as much as you can feed the hyper-carry, the better situation you are, right? Um, and the hyper-carry will, will control everything. But it's a niche scenario. And it's also a function where, like, being the one receiving these healings, I think this is a comfort thing, but there was a lot of times where I'm, like, unsure when the timings are going to work out because I'm waiting for you to collect leaves, you know, and I'm like, okay, I need the healing like now <laughs> and you're collecting leaves, you know, and there's some awkwardness, like an arrow comes flying in as you're collecting leaves, you know, from a decidui arrow and bam, I'm, I'm, that was a huge chunk right off the bat. Uh, and, and I'm dead. Right. Like, uh, so if there's some weird timings there and then the last critique I have for it is simply, um, the fact that it's only single target, I think, and, and that to heal, you have to stay attached to an ally means that if you have multiple people that need healing, you will get pulled. You could potentially get pulled away from the other people that need help, whereas a Blissey can sort of stand in the middle and throw eggs, you know, front and back and sort of get to everybody with a little X speed or something like make sure just running around doing triage. And it's a lot harder to do that as Comfey because you can't control where your ally takes you. Um, there are comps. I think that that will be okay. in. uh, you know, if you have a Mew 
and a talon flame and a water bear. Okay, well the water bear can hold on to the Comfey because the talon flame is going to dive in the back, and you know I'm going to play Mew and sit on our back line and probably not need that much help, right? And so then it makes sense for the Comfey to be attached to the brawler in the front line. But I played a game where, uh, you know, not bashing your performance, Gibby, you did great. We stomped. But um, you spent 90% of the game attached to the water Urshifu, and I'm running around as Petal Dance Venusaur. And, uh, you know, whereas Petal Dance Venu would love to have an Eldegoss healing me and the water bear as we're diving people, only the water bear was getting the healing. Um, and again, like I said, we stomped. It was great. The water bear was at 130%, but you have multiple frontline carries, or if you have two, you know, frontline carries, only one of them is going to get the help. So that's like a, that's a comp thing that I think you have to be very thoughtful when playing Comfey at that high level. Here's what I would like to see happen. I'm going to make a quick, cause I know we're, we're, we're trying to make this a pre-concise episode. I'm going to make a suggestion about what I would like to see mm-hmm. that I think would make it better. Yeah. And we can kind of discuss maybe if is that too strong, is that not strong enough, or what is that what would that look like? Yeah. So when you use because we're I think we're majorly talking here about the floral healing builds. It's that seems to be yeah, the predominant not, way to I'm yeah. not I don't think we're concerned with sweet kiss right now just because not it's really. I think there's still it's some too niche. It's it's too niche. I think there's some some love lost there where we're it's it's still to be desired on how we're going to make that work if we are. I say yeah. we and I'm talking about the community. Sure. Um sure. Floral healing, what I would like, it's got a five second cooldown. Here's what I would like to see happen. When you use floral healing, you consume all of your flowers. And depending on how many flowers you have is the degree of how much healing you do. I would like at the current levels, when you use floral healing, I would like to see you only consume four flowers to do the amount of healing that it's currently doing, but still have the timer. But if you jump, if you are in range, you can jump to another ally directly and it'll reset the timer and you can immediately heal That'd be again. a cool function I, I was gonna say even without the the timers or the flower management i think it would be something can you you can't directly jump from ally to ally you have to i don't believe you can on so i would love to see that functionality yeah i would love to general. be able to see you i would love to be able to see you jump to another ally because even if you aren't jumping off to go through the tall grass to collect flowers you do collect flowers over time which is something to to yeah. be known so you can stay on somebody it's just going to take you longer to collect a meaningful amount of flowers to do the healing but at four mm-hmm. flowers you could ostensibly stay on somebody yeah collect four flowers within a decent amount of time and then get that another charge of healing off yeah. or let the or let the timer run down for that five seconds and then get a second charge off of the eight flowers you've already collected on the same character that you've already jumped to so it gives you this flexibility of, do I jump to somebody else to heal them? Do I stay here, wait for the cooldown, heal this, uh, this person for a second charge, or maybe give them an overshield in a fight? It will give you more flexibility and meaningful movement, I think, as Comfey, instead of having to jump off of safety every single time to right. get flowers quickly. So that would be my recommendation. I'd also like to see the range or the the area of the... Uh, flowery fields forever unite move yes. that everyone heals yeah. everyone heals um a lot more and you collect special flowers which i think do more healing uh mm-hmm. within the the unite move when you're confey i would like to see it last a little longer 
and I would like to see the area be a bit bigger because I know it obscures objectives and things like that, but you'd essentially have to drop it directly on the middle of the objective for it to be there. And it also doesn't last that long. So it, you're really not, it's really hard to time a meaningful way to obscure from the visibility of the objective's health bar. Let's say you're attacking Rayquaza, yeah. you drop your, you drop the, <clears throat> the Unite move and it may be at 30% or 40%. And if your team doesn't rip it fast enough, okay, the enemy's just regained visibility again and it's at 10%. So what did you really accomplish? <laughs> right. I think um, I think the unite move is my biggest complaint. Um, and that and grass knot. I don't like grass knot. Uh, I, I I'm super unimpressed with grass knot. And I think it's you're right. Like I think its cooldown is too high for the limited radius. So either expand the radius and keep the cooldown, or drop the cooldown and keep the radius. Like I'm fine mm. with skill shots, but like you know, instead of eight seconds, make it six seconds or whatever. You know. Um, but I think that. Again, similar to the Unite move, I think it's a neat Unite move. I mean, so so when you're standing in it, you heal every half second, uh, not for a lot, but for some. Uh, you have a, a cooldown reduction of 30%, a movement speed bu- boost of 30%, um, and if you have max HP, you gain sh- uh, shielding up to 20%. So it's pretty good. And, and of course, the flowers are buffed because you get special flowers. So for Floral sure. Healing and Sweet Kiss, you have empowered moves, right? So cool. It's a small radius and it only lasts for six seconds. Oh, and and I guess it has that invis just like any other tall grass. So like mm-hmm. if and if you're in it and an ally can't see into it, or an enemy can't see into it, supposedly. Correct. Um so my problem is it's it's it the radius is too small for how long it lasts. So either they need to increase the duration that the flowery fields are sitting there, or they need to increase the radius so that more people can benefit from it. Because it in my as someone who's not the Comfey, uh, it feels super unimpressive in these team fights, and like it looks cool, but I never feel the impact because it goes away so quickly and because it's kind of small. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm just like you know, and and again, like I say, I could say all this not to you know bash Comfey because I think it's a cool character. I think it has certain situations that it may be the best healer in. But I to to go out there and and claim that I think it's going to dethrone Clefable, uh, you know Eldegoss, Hoopa, uh, you know, Blissey, Blissey. Sableye, name all of the supporters, and well, they all feel. I mean, I'm mostly thinking about the healers, but you're right. Uh, you know, they're all really good, and they all have very clearly defined rules roles. And I think for the healer slot in particular, it's already a pretty contested thing in high level play. Some pro teams don't even use healers. So it's like, ooh, does this really elevate it that much compared to, you know, a Blissey ult, an Eldegoss ult? Mm-hmm. It's hard to make that case for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's move into the balance patch. Sounds good. All right, balance patch. We saw some some decent uh, changes here to, I wouldn't say a whole lot of characters, but we saw some meaningful changes yeah, I agree. To, to some characters. So we'll just run through these quickly and then we'll just kind of take our highlights from it. Sableye. Sableye's, uh, the amount of time it takes for Sableye to get into its stealth when you use that shadow sneak has been increased. So instead of entering uh, stealth after 0.75 seconds, it now takes a full second and a half for you to enter the stealth of shadow sneak once you've pressed that button. Something important to note here is if you get CC'd, 
Um, or if you get, I think if you, even if you just get hit while you are waiting for that uh, stealth to activate after his hitting the button, you will not go into Shadow Sneak. Yeah, it's, so you it's, can just, be, it's only if you can be canceled. If you get stunned. It's only if it's CC'd. So yeah, yeah, so you can get CC'd, canceled out of your own Shadow yeah. Sneak and not get away. So you have to be more intentional, which is what people have been calling for, for Sableye. It's just yeah. don't give him such a big jail out of, uh, get, get out of jail free card all the yeah. time. So apparently there's a bug right now that's increasing his damage output, but I assume that'll get squashed uh, in the next patch. So like mm-hmm. some, some sure. issue where like, it the the shadow sneak ended up being a pseudo buff in a way but i think that it's confirmed that that's a bug i'm not exactly sure how that worked out because i haven't played much sableye since the nerf but uh, and i'll be honest sable is still viable it you just have to be more skilled and i think that's always what people wanted yeah yeah and that's exactly what people wanted um moving on to urshifu uh urshifu i got some significant reductions to wicked blow the damage that you take uh, you have reduced damage while you're charging your Wicked Blow. Uh, that has now been reduced from 30% reduction to 20% reduction while you're charging it. So you can take a, still a decent amount of damage while you're charging that move up. Wicked Blow Plus it got reduced from 60% to 40% uh, damage reduction. And then the Unite move, which I think people agreed was the biggest um, need to, to be reduced as well, along with Wicked Blow. Uh, the damage reduction that you take while you while you're in your unite move of Ebon Fist is reduced uh, by twenty five percent. Yeah, and it only now it now only throws the Pokemon you target, not anything you hit along the way. So that which is big, important. Yeah, that's a big um, uh, component. So mm. interestingly, um, Water Bear got buffed. We're gonna go through that in just a second. I just want to highlight. So Urshifu, just for context for any you know more casual listeners, um, Urshifu was the strongest Pokemon in the competitive scene. End of conversation. It was either being banned or first picked every single game. Every and the reason time. why is it's um, Wicked Blow was is the ultimate secure move. It can't be CC'd out of its charge up like you know Lucario can be CC'd and the power up punch will go away, right? Um, it can't be CC'd and it got reduced damage. So like seeing it charge up, you can't just go, well, like, let's quickly nuke it because it would get reduced damage. And then of course it would hit and it does this massive crit all in one go, which can hit multiple people and hit objectives, which meant that it was the ultimate objective securing move for, you know, Reggie's and Ray, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy strong, super busted. And the ultimate gave you a phenomenal crowd control ability on top of all of that. So what they've done is they've not erased the core, the best part of Urshifu, which is the securing and the huge output of this massive crit that you get to charge up. That's still there. He still can't be stunned out of his charge up, but he will take more damage while charging. And the ultimate is not going to provide as much crowd control so that he isn't this one size fits all tool for everything. All that said... He's still really strong. Still expect him to see a ton of play because at the end of the day, Pokemon Unite is an objective-based game and he will secure objectives better than anyone else in the game, full stop. Yeah, uh, he's still got that identity of being that single, tar- mon- single target monster, um, but he now truly is that. It's more, It feels more single target than just like dueling a whole crap ton of collateral damage from hitting things like along the way with the Unite move, as you mentioned, or just having this insane never die ability, especially now that with something like a Comfey where you are targeting a single person to heal, maybe that is a scenario where Comfey would be a kind of a problem if they hadn't 
reduce some of the killability of yeah. uh, single target or Shifu. But as you mentioned, we also saw a buff to the Rapid Strike, or as people are calling it, Water Bear. The boosted basic attacks of Surging Strikes have been buffed. Um, the Flowing Fists, uh, they've they've kind of buffed that to be able to do that more often. The, the boosted basic attack uh, cooldown, uh, move cooldown reduction from uh, 1.5 to 2 seconds, so you get more, more cooldown reduction on your yeah. boosted basics. Uh, Surging Strikes cooldown went from 13 seconds to 11 seconds. Still quite a long cooldown, but well, 2 seconds does make a difference. When you're reducing it. You know, right. it's what's what functionally the problem was with Water Bear, amongst other things, was that like you'd use your surging strikes, very cool move. Yeah, you're getting three dashes out of it. But by the time you finish the dashes between the long cooldown at base and the move cooldown reduction being 1.5 seconds, you'd still have to wait like five, six seconds before surging again. Assuming and you now, hit all your, your attacks. Too. Yeah, assuming you hit the boosteds. Now, if you hit the boosteds, it's like two seconds of downtime. Which is exactly what this build needs. Otherwise, it has no identity. <laughs> right. You're not really hitting any more often than you would be a single strike build. So what's the point of having a <laughs> like a flowing fist rapid strike when you're not really rapidly striking? Exactly. Exactly. And then for the Unite move, flowing fists, the number of time the user number of times that you have to hit in order for of consecutive blows uh, was reduced by one from three to two. So basically it makes the Unite move a little easier to use as well. Yeah. Uh so so just I'll give context on this uh because our team's been playing Water Bear some. Um it's obviously you can see it there's so many highlight reels out there right now uh on on YouTube or whatever of people crushing it with Water Bear. I think Water Bear is good now. I think it's totally viable now. I think it's a little overrated. Um I I I think that the power of Urshifu uh Dark Bear is that you can't be CC'd and you blast people in oblivion. I think there's also plenty of competition for uh, all rounders that dash around or, or even speedsters that dash around. So mm-hmm. it's not that it's bad. It's totally good. It's simply the function of like, would it just always be better to play dark bear in a competitive sense? Possibly. Now I think the exception of the rule is water bear is phenomenal at level five. So taking it to jungle feels better than taking Dark Bear to jungle because you pop out and immediately have this phenomenal ganking move with Surging Strikes that can put you way ahead really early. I think that's really cool. And that's what Water Bear requires you to do in order to be useful. It almost feels like it's a Greninja now, like a Greninja Surf. Where, yeah. And, I, and, and not necessarily from the direct comparison of Water versus like Water Move to Water Move, but more of Greninja feels busted, almost like a Gengar as well. Mm-hmm. They both feel busted when they're ahead. They feel yes. incredibly hard to deal with when they have yep. an advantage in levels or an advantage in damage because they're outputting more than you can sustain and they can track you down. That's how Surging Strike strikes and Water Bear, water bear fears, feels now, words. <laughs> but it's, it's hard to get to that point or you have to guarantee you get to that point. If you are on the same level yeah, if you or get behind, behind yeah. then it feels like, why did I ever choose this, this moveset? Hundred percent, and I also will say I think that the, my biggest critique of the of this version is the alt, the unite move. It's easier to use now, sure, um, but it's still not easy to use. And the thing is, is that like you almost have to use it before going into battle because it has an animation where he like you know does a little charge up like Goku or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a waste of time if a fight kicks off that you didn't start. So it's like 
my enemies, you know, they 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 catch you out. You that unite move might be good, but you don't want to take the second to press it, stand still for a second with your little animation, and then try to charge it up. Because by the time you do that, you don't have the damage reduction that you have on Dark Bear. Like you're gonna get melted before, so you have to know when a fight is happening. Drop your ult, then go in. Which obviously, when you use your ult. If you're not standing in a bush, it's telegraphed, which means everybody else is going to turn and run away from you. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't, it's cool. It's very cool. You do a Mortal Kombat chain, but it's not good. It's still the weakest part of Water Bear. And I don't see that really ever changing. So the value 100% comes down to how good is Surging Strikes. And right now it's pretty good, but I think Dark Bear is still better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the value of the character is directly tied to that one move. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Moving into uh, Scissor and Scyther kind of together, since they, yeah. one, received similar changes, but two, they are the same character, essentially. Scissor mm-hmm. and Scyther both received nerfs. Uh, Swords Dance Swords dance on both of them were, uh, the cooldown was increased from five seconds to six seconds, and the attack uh, increase uh, was reduced from five, 15% to 12%. So it does less damage takes longer to use, and that was on both Scissor and Scyther. Scyther received an additional nerf of Dual Wing Beat being uh, the cooldown increase from 5 seconds to 6 seconds, and its ult move of Green Illusion Dive, the area of effect was reduced by roughly 30%, and then the the dash distance uh, by 20%. So it goes a, a shorter distance and has a less area of effect as well that it can that it operates in so overall scyther and scissor because it was also largely considered to be one of the best characters in the game oh, for sure received an a, a nerf on both sides of the house uh for, for that as well do you think they did enough to scyther and scissor uh not enough to bounce it out of the top meta i think scyther is typically better than scissor uh in the high end scene like you don't see scissor as much um Scyther, even with three moves getting nerfed, is not going anywhere. And I think that's okay. Look, Scyther's a fan favorite. I love seeing Scyther being good. Um, they're just... What they're doing here, if you notice it, it's it's just taking the efficiency down. Where, like, you know, you could basically move spam for all intents and purposes. And your cooldowns are so low that you'll always be able to dash out of trouble. Dash away from things. Um, and them sort of reducing that efficacy just slightly so taking the cooldowns up by a second on the two you know most you've most used scyther moves i think is like it just means you have to be a little bit more skilled and like that's good like you want you want carries to require skill my biggest problem is that like so many people play carries and are terrible because you know i think and i and i think i've seen this like in dota quite frankly um carries always required like macro knowledge and required you to be like um not an idiot but technically there were a lot of carries in dota when at least when i first started back in the beta they were no skill it was all macro no skill you didn't really have skill shots you, you know a lot of them have a lot more passives that boost damage output than than like you know complex moves that you'd have to play now that is not the case so much anymore but my point is before this a lot of carries in unite felt like that before the like up until maybe six or seven months ago you know cinderace greninja like greninja is kind of hard to play but like 
Cinderace and, and some of the all around Charizard, none of them felt hard to play. You just get punished if you're dumb. And I'm happy to see that some of these really strong high skill characters, they're really forcing you to, hey, you got to learn the moveset. You got to know what you're doing. Don't waste your dual wing beat um you know if if you're not going to be able to follow up on or if you're just going to miss it because now six seconds instead of five seconds like i I think it's fine it's still really strong we're still going to see a ton of scyther and i think even if they nerfed swords dance into oblivion double hit still solid in fact i think our carry player prefers double hit uh to uh swords dance right now so like uh, yeah scyther's going to be around for a long time and i think that's fine I like its play pattern. I think it's an interesting character. It's really squishy. Like, if you can lock it down, you got it. If you can lock him down, if you can catch him, you got him. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like tracking down a mosquito. He's a literal bug, you know? Yeah, just he's a literal him. bug. Watch the bug if you can find him. <laughs> put a, put a, catch him at, like, put a cup over top of him, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's CC for you. <laughs> Speaking of CC, uh, Mr. Mime. Yeah. Mr. Mime received uh, reductions in several fronts. Power swap. He now uh, the when you link to another Pokemon, another ally, the you got some uh, some movement speed increase, and also you would recover some HP. Both of those have been reduced. The yep. movement speed has uh, increase has been reduced from fifteen percent to ten percent, and then the HP uh, that you receive when linked to an ally Pokemon has been reduced by by roughly fifteen percent, not fit to fifteen by, by roughly fifteen percent. Yeah. Um, confusion. The base damage of confusion when you just hit with confusion alone has been reduced by 15% to note, if you slam an opponent against one of your created walls or a wall that is naturally made within the arena, that damage was not reduced. So basically what they're doing is they're trying to encourage you to combo with your Barriers. wall moves to, yeah. and, or, or just be situationally aware of where you are in the map to really get the most out of the damage with confusion. Yep. And then the unite move we call spirit fingers uh, has been reduced by roughly 10% as well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I you call it spear fingers. I call it disco party. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, showtime damage reduced. Uh, Mime's still good. For the record, Mime is still good. What makes Mime good is just the combination of options he has. Like the the reality is is that confusion is really strong because it pushes people away. You know, walls is really good because it locks people out of certain spaces and it combos with confusion. Power swap's really good because it boosts defenses, heals over time, gives movement speed uh psychic is the least good but it's still viable in certain situations um in fact actually right now fun fact you can link with comfey uh with uh power swap comfey can attach to you and then you psychic as if you have two psychics on yourself and you're boosting yourself and they can't it won't get untethered dang it's kind of crazy it's a dumb interaction kind of cool we'll see if it ends up getting picked up we'll be trying that in in duo queue that's right um and then showtime i think the damage was never the best part of it so it doesn't really matter if they bu- if they nerfed the, the like the cooldown on it like and made it take more time to come up. I think that could have been a potential problem, but the the stuns are where it's at. You know, you're a support at the end of the day, and I think that's what they're trying to do with this. They're trying to make it more of a support. So um, I'm not worried about mime. He's still good, and I think that's good. Like they're nerfing things, they're tuning it, but they're not gutting it, and that's been the case for all of these. Correct. I, I agree is that uh, Clefable Clefable received some meaningful buffs, both moonlight and grab and gravity received buffs. Moonlight does an extra 15% uh, healing from that move. And then gravity, the time that opposing Pokemon are left a- unable to act. If they dash into gravity has been increased from 0.5 seconds to one second. So say what you will about 
0.5 versus one second being meaningful uh, on the on the gravity dash in, but it still is a good stun. The move was already good, and now it got better. And then Moonlight, uh, which kind of to me is the linchpin of Clefable with that healing, and now does even more, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I mean you're the you're the Clefable player. Um, I know you were excited to see these. I, I think the gravity nerf is or the gravity buff is huge. Like I mean, it's doubling the CC time. Yep. You know, it, it, I felt that playing Mammoth Swine, trying to, you know, not realizing there's a gravity down or, or there is a gravity. And I charge into it like as it goes down, like it's rough. It's rough. Uh, so it's completely stunned out of stuff, which is. Which yeah. Is and it's great against the really popular stuff right now, like Scyther and Water Bear and stuff. So it, it's a good time for gravity to be strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're running low on time here, so I will try to move through these last couple pretty quickly. Uh, Hoopa. Uh, got completely almost a rework from what I kind of what I would consider on a couple moves. Phantom Force has been adjusted where you can warp freely now. You don't have to just link to a link link to an opposing Pokemon in order to use Phantom Force and kind of take that portal and 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 punch him in the face. But you can now Phantom Force anywhere, and you can also Phantom Force into your hyperspace hole, go home, and then click the Phantom Force button to come back into the battle quicker. Either way, all the way from your home base. So there is more movement, more free movement associated with Phantom Force now than there ever has been. Um, Hyperspace Hole got a reduction from 12 seconds to 10 seconds. Um, The ally Pokemon can return to the warp location uh, 15 seconds down to 10 seconds. And then uh, the cooldown before Hoopa and an ally Pokemon start recovering HP at the home base is no longer 0.5 seconds. It happens immediately, which is great. Uh, And they also get... Hoopa also gets its Unite move faster. The The Unite gauge uh, timer was reduced by about 15% as well. So uh, quite a bit of buffs for Hoopa. You also enjoy playing Hoopa, so I'd like your commentary on it real quick. I'll just make it fast. Uh, Hoopa's in a very good position right now. Um, Shadow Ball has never been that great, um, but I always preferred it over the old version of Phantom Force because the old version of Phantom Force was so unpredictable as to where you'd actually land positionally on an enemy that you targeted and you had no value it, like it could, you know if you didn't have an enemy to target and that could create some weird spacing things where you're trying to use it somebody dashes out of the range right as you're casting it i hated it i really couldn't stand it because it was so not that i didn't have potential but it was just like i want to be able to directly position where i'm booping people like cuz that's hmm. the thing the boop is really great until you boop it right out of the range of your, you know, your carry. And you're like, Ooh, sorry. You know, you had it locked down and now I just gave him an escape because I can't control the angles. Right. Uh, and that was always my big criticism. So I used shadow ball and shadow ball was basically a, not a move. Uh, cause I had no synergy with hyperspace hole. Um, and the only thing that would be great for is, you know, you get a boosted attack, but unlike with trick where you're getting the double attacks, like it just, it didn't synergize. It was crappy. Um, and now Phantom Force gives you this free rate. You can jump over walls and just, it's an eject button basically like, and it gives you all of this, of course, recall ability and high level, uh, positional advantage because you can throw it onto a hyperspace hole. You can leave it at base and then take your hyperspace hole back out there and then return to base so that you can take an, a, 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 um, a jump uh, uh what do you call it the stupid platform that you jump off of i can't think of it now i platform I'm thinking, jump i'm thinking trampoline but that's not what it is you know launch uh, you pad can, i don't launch know pad sure um and then the hyperspace hold dropping a whole five seconds on the cooldown basically means that anytime you send someone back they will be able to 
comeback because between the cooldown on hyperspace hole itself uh, and the amount of time they'll have to spend in base in which it's active, you can throw it on cooldown and your allies will always be able to get back. That's how it is now. For so sure. it's it's really it's a uh, hoop is in a great place. We're going to see a lot more hoop, I think. Um, and I think that's good because we all know that like the map change kind of hurt Hoopa's viability. So yeah, this is for true. Being more spread out is tough for Hoopa. Yeah. Dragapult is the last on the list. Dragapult Shadow Ball just across the board. Uh, Shadow Ball and Shadow Ball, Shadow Ball Plus got increased damage by 12%. So it's no longer just about uh, kind of the other move set, but Shadow Ball and maybe the kind of the stealth move as well, how that combos might be a bit more of uh, more yeah. viable at this point. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if all of a sudden uh, the the phantom force uh shadow ball build pops out of nowhere and like wow it's good again or it's good it was good in the according to people a lot of people really liked it in the uh uh test server and so i wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you know chris heroes drops a you know a video it's the most broken thing in the world everybody starts picking it up and it'll probably it's busted yeah right um everything's busted when chris is playing it uh so anyways um yeah, that's the patch notes, guys. Uh, I think that they did overall, scale of 1 to 10, Gibby, how do you think they did? I'll give it a 7. Give it a 7? I'm going to give it an 8 because they didn't bu- uh, nerf things into oblivion. It's just half the time that's what they do, and I'm I'm just happy they didn't do that because I, I would have hate to, hated to have seen Scyther go from great to unplayable because that could have very easily happened. So anyways, uh, that's going to wrap things up. Like I said, a little shorter episode. Thanks for hanging in there. Still about an hour um we get we thank you guys so much for listening of course uh we will keep you updated on the next episode uh we're gonna do that who's that pokemon so be sure to get those submissions in um just as another quick little announcement before we leave uh the past prime apes we're gonna play in a cool little small uh smaller round robin uh league called the pokemon unite challengers league uh which i believe streams around uh 2 30 uh or starts around 2 2 30 uh eastern standard time so be sure to check that out you can even see gibby and i play we're gonna be playing about this i think it's last 10 weeks and starts this weekend um so our team will be playing you can see us get our, our butts kicked but it'll be a ton of fun and uh hopefully you guys can check it out and uh last but not least our Patreon is a great place for you to show your appreciation of our Pokemon Unite curated content. Uh, we do have some uh, fun things up there. Gibby and I are going to go and do our uh, fast food tier list, I think, uh, soon. So oh, it's can, on the list. So you can see that. Uh, we'll let you know when that drops. But uh, it's just a great way. Even a buck a month goes a long way for helping us and our podcasting partner, Mark, um, do all of these shows and just do what we love for fun. Um, and pour that back into the offerings that we give out to, to the community and whatnot. So um, thank you all so much for listening. We will, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to have fun, show up to Ray and ping your lanes. Peace guys. <laughs>